Hey, 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 you guys. I am so glad to have our special guest with us, Mr. Shy. If you guys haven't heard of Shy before, you're going to be in for a treat because he has an amazing voice and a great talent. And we're going to be talking about his music, his life, and you guys are going to learn a lot about him. He's from a small town in upstate New York. Um, he was introduced to the world of music in 2018 with his debut single, Iconic, branded with a nickname given to him by his mother. He strives to create music that has a tangible feeling to it, often using the statement, writing to heal with words you can feel as a mission statement of sorts. After 14 singles, two EPs, a short film, and a book, Shy is preparing the next era of his musical journey, which includes another EP, another book, and plenty more stories to tell. Thank you so much, Shy, for being on Black Canvas. We're just so excited to have you here. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be fun for me. I love having fun interviews, especially with someone who I admire. And so you being on the show is going to be really pretty much iconic. <laughs> I appreciate a good pun. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So shall we go straight into the question? So the first one we have is iconic. Can you tell our listeners what is one of the most iconic live performances that you have seen on television and what is one award show that you are dying to perform on? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, one of the most iconic performances I've ever seen, it wasn't on television, but my sister and I, uh, we went to go see the Legends of the Summer Tour, and it was Justin Timberlake and Jay-Z at Yankee Stadium, which was the craziest show I've ever seen in my life. I, I will never forget that show. But as far as, like, on-TV performances go, um, I kind of I kind of revert back to uh, two Super Bowl performances, one being the most recent. I, I just absolutely loved it. I thought it was incredible. But also, um, I remember, I think it was 2000, either 2000 or 2001, when it was like Aerosmith, uh, Sync, and Britney Spears, and just like the way they all combined everything. It was so cool. Um, yeah, I, I would say probably one of those two are, are my favorites. Um, and honestly, the the award show I'm most looking to perform would be the Kids' Choice Awards. Um, I grew up watching and loving the Nickelodeon channel so much, um, and I just feel like it would be such a cool, like, full circle moment for me. Man, I love that answer. I mean, the Nickelodeon, I mean, I used to love watching Nickelodeon. Of course, Disney growing up was one of my favorite shows, um, stations to watch. Um, the WB, if y'all remember that from many years ago. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that's great. Now, a performance that really stood out to me, if you remember, of course, the infamous Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Missy Elliott, and Madonna performance. I mean, that is like something people just don't forget. It's like ingrained in your mind. <laughs> just absolute heat. Oh, man, I got so much love for Missy Elliott. I got so much love for Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott is just amazing. <laughs> just, such an iconic performer. Like he, I, there, there are certain people that I feel like brand themselves in a certain way that they're impossible to forget. Like you, you remember Missy Elliott videos more than you remember anybody else's music videos on the planet. Like just the crazy, super wild visuals. Like I'll never, I'll never not love Missy Elliott. 
I agree. I had a chance to see her live, actually. There was a, a ladies' first tour, and it was Beyonce, Alicia Keys, Tamia, and Missy Elliott. And they performed in New Orleans at the Superdome. And that's when Beyonce... That is... It was amazing. That is the craziest lineup ever. Tamia's got... Tamia has one of my... So Into You is, like, one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, but, like, just... Man, what a lineup. That's crazy. I've never seen Alicia Keys. I would love to see Alicia Keys live. When I tell you Alicia Keys got on that piano and was playing backwards, like she was literally on her back and was playing those keys. I said, now, if this isn't one of the most iconic things I've ever seen, I can't even begin. And this is when Beyonce had first started her solo career. So she had done a Dangerously in Love um, and Crazy in Love had just come out. So this was like right in the beginning, 2003-ish um, is when this happened. And I'll never forget it. The tickets were expensive. And we were, I would never forget, like, Missy Elliott had, like, strippers on the thing. I was so young. I was like, what is going on? But I just remember just watching just, like, how crazy it was. And, and Beyonce had performed all her songs. And I knew she was going to go come back with Crazy in Love. So she had gotten off stage. People, like, screaming and yelling. And they had, like, a marriage proposal. I will just never forget it. It was such a fun experience. And then she came back and did Crazy in Love. People just went and got hype and crazy. It was just a fun experience. That sounds like one of just the most incredible shows of all time. I'm jealous. <laughs> well, you can um, you can blame my mom because she bought the tickets. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It was like right around my birthday time, and so I had a good time just just jamming out and just having fun, just watching people in their element for sure. Yeah. All right. So I got another question for you. It's no comparison. Did you ever struggle in your childhood with comparing yourself to others, and if not? Who gave you a sense of confidence as a kid? Uh, yeah, definitely struggled quite a bit with that. Um, I, when I was eight, I was diagnosed uh, obsessive compulsive. And when I was 10, I was diagnosed bipolar. And I didn't really know anybody who struggled with the things that I did. So, I mean, amongst just the, you know, growing up in adolescence and comparing yourself to everybody, because that's what kids do. Um, but just dealing with those things and, and really feeling like nobody kind of understood me. Um, yeah, I definitely struggled with that, but I think that, um, I had some really good friends and my family was just incredible and incredibly supportive. And I I actually, um, I started writing because of my mom, um, when I was getting diagnosed with these things and, and not really understanding how to, you know, deal with them all. She handed me a notebook and said, no one needs to read this. This is for you. Just get it all out. And it, you know, in its infantile stage was just like a, a way for me to handle things and deal with things and, and just feel like I could say whatever I want without repercussion and um, just get it all out on a page. And eventually it just evolved into actual songwriting and, and writing in general. So I, a lot of my, um, penmanship and, and the way I handle things to my mother, which is a, a big reason why I wanted to brand myself as shy moving forward, seeing as that's a, a nickname she gave me. My mom's first name is What's Kelly. mom's first name? Kelly. Well, shout out to Kelly, you guys. I mean, that's a great mother. Um, and I know, um, I shout out to you as well, Shy, because I know that can be really difficult um, dealing with a mental health diagnosis especially at a young age. Um, I have a family member that I help and assist and she's been living with me my entire life and she struggles with, and she doesn't mind me sharing because I know she's talked about it candidly, but she has bipolar disorder um, as well. And it's 
been something that kind of wrecked her life. It came at a time when she wasn't expecting and it just kind of, our family didn't understand mental illness. So you can sometimes be stigmatized um, based on what other people believe. And then I also know that just as you continue to mature in life, that when you're having those manic highs or depressive lows, it's just really difficult to sometimes even with medication to keep yourself in that even playing field. So I think music plays a huge role, like you said, for yourself, um, being a musician, writing your thoughts on paper. It's a could be very cathartic in, to, in a certain sense, but also can help motivate you in those moments when you're feeling low and wanting to give up if you ever had those yeah I completely agree and and like I said I'm really lucky that my family um I there's mental illness in my family so I think when it came about um obviously it was a shock because I was so young but I think that they were a little bit more prepared for it having dealt with it with other members of my extended family um and like like I said, my mother handed me my pen and my dad handed me a guitar and um, I kind of just ran with it in both directions. And um, so I'm, I'm infinitely grateful for both my parents for just like helping me um, both in, in showing me a passion to, to kind of escape these things, but also just like make helping me make these decisions. And, and I always say I was so lucky that I was so young. I, I think a lot of people, hear how young I was diagnosed and are like, that must've been so hard. And I'm not saying it wasn't, it was clearly very hard, but I think um, being in that position where I'm not making the decisions and the decisions have to be made for me by my parents um, was really important because I think a lot of times when people get diagnosed later in life, they're kind of stuck in their ways or, or like you said, maybe feel a little bit stigmatized and they, and they don't um, necessarily have the the clearance to make those decisions that are really difficult to make. And all, most of them were made for me. So I, I feel very blessed that um, although it was really hard to be diagnosed at a young age, that I was so young for them to be able to handle it with me. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that and being candid. I think that can be really difficult for people to talk about to a certain extent, but it just shows how you've come in touch with, with who you are as an individual and you're continuing to progress with the illness, but the illness isn't all of you. It's just part of who you are. And I, I really commend you for sharing that. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So we have another question. Wishing well. All right. How do you deal with the breakup? It could be either a romantic relationship or just a friendship. Have If you've ever had to deal with that, how do you deal with it? And do you have to sometimes move on with your life and let people go and have you wished that person well if you did experience that in the past um candidly uh how do I handle it probably not well um my my obsessive side of my brain tends to mull things over quite a bit and really really harp on things when they're harmful to me um but what I end up normally doing is kind of sinking myself into my work which um, a lot of the con the the concept behind this new record I put out is the good and the bad of that, where it's like it's good that I have the outlet. It's good that i'm I'm working that hard and and you know using it as a a way to cope. But I think sometimes I've used it to ignore the pain as instead of dealing with it, you know what I mean? Um, 
So I think that uh, that's part of the thing I'm exploring on this new record is a, a healthy medium of, yes, using this as a way to cope, but also learning how to deal with things um, in a healthy manner. And, and I, I give my therapist a lot of credit for that. You know, a lot of this record has been based off conversations her and I have had trying to deal with these things while I am working constantly on this dream of mine and still trying to get over some some traumatic elements of my life. Um, so I would say that's probably how I deal with it. Sometimes it's healthy. Sometimes it's not. Um, and, and I think that, um, I I've been saying this a lot lately. I think that sometimes the hardest things in your life, uh, seem devastating in the moment and are devastating in the moment, but they lead to better things. Uh, there's been a lot of situations I found in my life where it felt like, completely life altering life ending moments and have ended up, you know, clearing the way for, for better things, uh, whether it's musically or, or like you said, romantically. And I've, I've just learned that not everybody is meant to be in your life forever. And, um, you know, you can move on and cope with those things and, and still wish those people well, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't really, um, harness any ill will towards people. I just, you know, do my best to move on and cope. I think that's awesome. I think that just says how strong you are to kind of be able to talk to a therapist about it, but to find what works best for you. And I, I love that you shared that. So it kind of Thank goes, you. oh, no problem. Um, I have another question for you. The word is home. What is your definition of home and how did your life change during the pandemic? And the last question I have as it relates to home is if you had to choose any city in the world to call home forever, where would you move to and would you miss your hometown? Who? All right. Um, my idea of home is just um, where I feel most comfortable, where I feel like I belong. Um, and that could be people or places or things like it. it it's kind of a um, ever evolving word, um, not necessarily just like a location. So I think it's just um, <clears throat> where I feel most myself and where I feel like I'm the best version of myself. That's how I would describe home. Um, during the pandemic, I would say my life changed quite a bit. Um, I was working in a studio situation prior to the pandemic where I would go to the studio and work on songs. And, and that was my process. And then once the pandemic hit and some personal life stuff hit, um, I kind of had to start over as to how I did things musically. And so I, uh, I think I became a better songwriter over the pandemic because I was forced to just be by myself and, and remember why I did it in the first place. Um, and then just bring it back to like me and my keyboard or, or me and my guitar and, you know, writing these structures from top to bottom before I bring them to somebody else. Um, so it made me more confident in myself as a songwriter and as an artist and uh, actually introduced me to the producer I work with now on everything. Um, we have such a, a seamless operation now because of the pandemic because it wasn't like I was going up to the studio with him all the time and it would you know we couldn't really be in person at first so I would write all these songs and get the demos to a place where I felt like they were the closest to where I could get them and then just bring them to him and we would kind of produce them together over zoom 
And then I would go up to, uh, he's based out of Rhode Island. I would go up to Rhode Island just to re-record some guitars and record my vocals and stuff. Um, so I think it made me a better songwriter and a more efficient artist because now um, I don't wait to go to the studio. I'm just writing nonstop and I'm demoing nonstop and him and I are working on songs together nonstop. So even as I'm you know, celebrating this EP coming out this week, we have so many other songs that are already recorded or um, being demoed out that are just ready to go for the rest of the year or next year. Um, so I would say the pandemic, uh, although it had a lot of negative impact, obviously, uh, on the world, especially and partially on myself, it like forced me in, into an uncomfortable position that made me a better artist and a better writer. Um, so yeah, that, I guess that's how I'd say my life changed during the pandemic. And then Otherwise, um, the city I would live in for the rest of my life, this is going to sound really cliche and boring, but I would live where I live. I love, I love where I'm from. Um, I'm from a place in upstate New York called the Hudson Valley, and there's just beautiful nature. Um, we're not that far from the city. Um, there's like beautiful little small towns. There's hiking, there's water, there's, I just really, really love where I'm from. So I would probably not leave if I had the choice. Um, if I had to live anywhere else in the world, I would probably move to either uh, Nashville, uh, Orlando, just because I have so many friends there, or Tokyo, because Japan's my favorite place on earth. Awesome. So have you been to Japan before? Is it just something that you're just interested in visiting? Have you been there before? I've actually been twice. Once while I was tour managing a band and once with my old band, we went and I got to go to like a Japanese baseball game and the people are so nice and the culture is wonderful. It's so clean. Um, the food's great. I, I just, I love Tokyo. I love Japan in general. So. Awesome. Yeah. My cousin is living in Korea right now. And he said he loves it there. So that's, that's awesome. Korea is awesome too. I spent um, a couple days in Seoul in South Korea and it's, it's beautiful. It's so nice. Man. So speaking of favorites, it goes into another song. I'm, I'm just hitting you with these puns today. I love it. <laughs> Keep them coming. All right. So what is your favorite food, your favorite song, your favorite female and male artist? your favorite band, your favorite dance move, and your favorite time of day? All right. You might have to walk me through these again. Favorite food. Right. Um, favorite food is first. Favorite food, uh, chorizo tacos. I love Mexican food so much, and it's almost always chorizo tacos that I go for. Ooh. Now, my favorite food, it kind of varies. I love me a good shrimp fettuccine Alfredo. So Ooh. that's a big one for me. But then I'm a big sweets person, so I make a lot of desserts. So I make a, a cookie that has butterscotch, coconut, and pecans. Oh, my God. I have a horrible sweet tooth. I actually have a rotten tooth that says sweet tattooed on my arm because I love candy so much. So, and I, I'm going to send you the recipe, Shy. I'm going to send it to you. Please do. My God, that sounds good. It's really good. <laughs> All right, your favorite song? Oh, man. My – oh. This is hard. I listen to so much music and so many different kinds of music. It's really, really hard for me to pick one favorite song ever. Um, I can give you, uh, man, this is so hard. 
Um, I'll give you a few. So Into You by Tamia is a big one. Um, probably Quit Playing Games in My Heart by the Backstreet Boys. Um, um, You're a God by Vertical Horizon is a big one. Um, Real World by Matchbox 20 and then like 2009 by Mac Miller. I can't, I'm, I'm so bad at the favorite music questions because I listen to so much, but that that's, I'll give you five. There's five. We'll take it. We'll, we'll let that slide, Shai. <laughs> so this next one's going to be hard for you. Favorite female and favorite male artists. Oh, gosh. I know... I know um, they identify as non-binary, but I would say for female, I would say Kehlani. Um, They just, they kind of, um, it's kind of like, I feel about Kehlani how I feel about Jadakiss, which is I've never heard either of them feature on anything that they didn't A, murder or B, make better. Um, I love Kehlani. So I would say Kehlani. Can we stop Um, and just just give, Kaylani love because my favorite song oh that they've God. done is Wannabe. Have you heard that one? Of course. Have you seen it? I've seen a video live and I will play that video over and over. I think it was in New York that they performed and Wannabe is one of my favorites but another favorite of course is Crazy. Everybody knows that one. That You just get so hyped with yep. that song. I'm like, Man. Did you listen to the new one with uh, Bieber that came out? I think it came out yesterday. It's I I put it on today. It's phenomenal. It's so good. I'm about to listen to that. I haven't heard that one yet. I'm glad you told me about it. Oh, it's real good. You're gonna love it. Yeah, I think they are amazing. I agree. And you know another person, as you mentioned about non-binary, that I think is amazing is Sam Smith. Oh yeah, just just butter. The voice is just butter. It's it's like a it's like a butterfly. It's gentle, and I don't even know how to describe it, but just phenomenal. I agree. Now, my favorite female artist, everybody knows, is Tori Kelly. They're probably hearing tired of hearing me say it over and over on this podcast. I'm hoping one day she'll join the show for sure. But I love Tori Kelly, female, male wise. It varies. I would say I really, really, really love Avant. Okay. And I really love Stevie Wonder, of course. Beautiful. Great choices. But Avant has such a smooth voice. Like that sailing, if you've heard him sing sailing before, and then he did a lot of songs with Kiki Wyatt, you know, in the past, which, you know, okay. love Avant. Um, so I remember listening, and Joe, I just talked about Joe the other day. I was Ooh. like, man, if I could just sing a duet with Joe, like, I know I'm not a great <laughs> singer, but I will sit up there and I'll, I'll do up with him. I mean, Joe is amazing. That's a bucket list moment for sure. Absolutely. I mean, you can't beat 90s, early 2000 R&B. It's just like unheard of. Just amazing artists. A hundred percent. Now, what about your favorite band? Um, that one actually is kind of easy for me. Um, I love, there's a lot of bands I love. Um, as far as like male artists too, like, you know, John Bellion and Mac Miller and, and Jay-Z and like there's, that list goes on forever. But as far as bands go, it's like, 
A, the Backstreet Boys have been a monumental influence on me, but I would also have to say um, there's a band from my area called With the Punches that are like big brothers to me. And they are my favorite band for sure. I uh, I have like a mildly ridiculous vinyl collection of theirs. Like their songs are just so phenomenal. And their uh, their singer's name is Jesse. And I, I tried to model my voice after him for like 10 straight years. I just love their music. So I'm going to say easily out the gate with the punches. And if you don't know them, listen to them, check them out. You would love them. I will. Now that you told me, I'm definitely going to check it out. You two is my favorite. Really? Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, you two is something I listened to growing up. And I think it, I hate to say a close second because there is no second when it comes to the Beatles. But I mean, the Beatles are another band that I listened to growing up. So the Beatles and you two, I would say most people wouldn't expect me to choose those. But those are two of my favorites. And then, of course, I love Earth, Wind and Fire. I mean, just phenomenal. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, I got another one for your favorite dance move. What's your favorite dance move? That one's easy, the moonwalk. It's the only one I can do and not look like an idiot. So I, that's <laughs> out the gate. I, I made a point in high school to learn how to moonwalk. It's the only thing I can do confidently and know that I can do it pretty well. And it makes people hype when I do it. So I, I'm going to say the moonwalk for sure. So I think you and I, we got that in common. <laughs> I, I have like three left feet, but it's okay. But... <laughs> But I love the moonwalk. Of course, Michael Jackson, I had my, my glove when I was a kid. I mean, I, I made a makeshift glove. I'm like, I'm going to make this work. Um, <laughs> I, I loved Michael Jackson growing up. And then I would say maybe my other favorite dance moves I love to see is um, the Dougie. I mean, I love when people do the teach me how to Dougie. I just love that. It's a funny dance. and Yeah, that one's fun. It's fun. Oh, of course, and then a soldier boy, of course. Oh, dude, the classic. That's a, I every middle school dance ever. <laughs> I agree 100%. All right, so the next one I have is your favorite time of day. I like, I would like to say morning, but I'm not a morning person, truthfully. Um, I like like the early afternoon. Like after lunchtime, when not a lot of people are out, especially during the week, if I have like a weekday off or something like that, um, I love the early afternoon where it's not busy, people aren't out, people are at work, and it's kind of quiet, um, especially now that it's starting to get warmer out. I, I love like one to two o'clock is my favorite. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, my favorite time is like between 10 and 12. Okay. Yeah, I, it, I on opposite that. sides of the lunch. That's all that matters. If no one's yeah. there, that's it. <laughs> a good 10 to 12, it just, it, 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 it depends on what's going on. Um, if I'm busy yeah. with work, that's not a good time for me. But definitely on a weekend, that's a good time. But on a weekday, I would say maybe a good 637. Because then most of my shows, like when I like to watch certain primetime shows, come on close to 7, 8. So a good 6.30 gives me time to prep for it, and then I can just kind of be engaged in it. That's a fair point. Yeah, and it's, it starts to get nicer because the sun's going down. It's just pretty looking, so that's a good time, too. All right, so tell me the next one we have is if you need someone, when you are feeling lonely or depressed, who can you help help you find 
or get out of negative way of thinking? Is there anyone who helps you get out of your negative thoughts? Honestly, I, I'm lucky enough to be kind of surrounded by people like that. Um, I'm, I'd say every day how lucky I am to have my friends and my family. Um, I just have like a really good circle of people who are around me. So um, it honestly kind of depends on like the situation as well. Like if there's something just day to day bothering me, like, yeah, I got great friends and great family. I have a great girlfriend. And um, so they all kind of help me get out of that. Um, but if it's like something music related, there's a couple people, like a couple friends I have in and around the industry that are, are wonderful for me to talk to that certainly make me feel better about things when I'm in my head. And, and honestly, sometimes it's just myself. Like sometimes I just need a day where I'm not looking at my phone and I'm just driving around enjoying the weather and, you know, go to take a walk or grab coffee or something. So it kind of is situational, but I am lucky enough to, you know, have a, a really great support system around me. I'm so glad to hear that. I think that's something we all need to have. And it kind of goes into my next question. If you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young shy? Oh, man. Um, especially like the younger, younger self. Um, I would recommend that he, you know, pay more attention to his manic side. I know we talked about that earlier. I think I didn't really understand the manic part of my brain until I was an adult. And I kind of wish I figured it, I know I definitely wish I figured it out a little bit sooner. I would have, um, you know, made some better choices and in that run, but I would just tell him to listen more and, uh, and just to, you know, uh, trust in himself as a writer and, you know, keep going. And I think, um, it's, it's pretty easy to kind of look back and, and try to want to change things because of certain mistakes you have made or maybe some regrets you have, but you know, something that I've really come to terms with is that I don't get to be this person without that person. So I kind of feel like all's well that ends well a little bit. Um, certainly I wish I could change some things and wish I could fix some things from back then, but I have, I think made amends with a lot of those things. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with who I am now. So I think, um, yeah, I would just tell him to keep going and listen more and and uh, never give up. Well, I'm pretty happy with who you've become. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So last question I have for you is how can our listeners find you online and what's next for you? Uh, my website is shysounds.com and that's S-H-Y-E sounds.com. From there, you can find all my socials, but it's all at Shy Sounds. So you can find everything there. I'm on Spotify and Apple Music and all that. It's S-H-Y period. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I hope everybody checks it out and likes it. But uh, I just dropped a new record. It's called Somewhere in Search of Myself. Uh, my second book comes out in a couple of weeks um, by the same name. And uh, got a bunch of music coming after that as well. It's going to be a busy year and I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I'm looking forward to everything you're going to be doing. I think that you've done an amazing job up to this point in your career. And I'm just glad to be a small part of your career and your journey. And just keep your head forward. Stay focused. Don't allow that inner saboteur to get in the way. And just as long as you remember why you're in the field you're in and the purpose behind why you're doing what you're doing, I think you're off to an amazing start. 
I really appreciate all that, man. And then, again, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. What a pleasure it's been mine. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right. Thank you so much, Shai, for being on the show. And I would love to have you back on my second podcast, Space Between, so you can sing live and we get to hear Boy Meets Girl. I mean, I think you did such a great job with your songs, um, with the Boy Meets World song that you created. I love that song. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I mean, I listened to it and I saw your videos the other day and I was like, this guy is talented, but the the concepts of your videos are great too. So just keep doing what you're doing. And like I said, I hope to have you back to perform soon. Absolutely. I would love that. Thank you, man. I appreciate it once again. All right. Well, you have a great evening. You too, man. Okay. Bye. Take care. I'm not afraid of